Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a Demogorgon. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick a favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome to the Boomtron Podcast. We're back to talk about Yellowstone episodes 6 and 7. I'm Diego, joined by Amy and Mark. Howdy, y'all. Howdy. Hello. <laughs> uh, you were oh, supposed to say howdy, Amy. Howdy. I, 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 yeah, I felt like Mark's howdy, and it kind of sounded like hee-haw, and then I was going to make a joke <laughs> about hee-haw, and then I realized that you were too young to know what I meant when I said hee-haw. Or you and were so, too old. Either um, no, because I understand the reference. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Right, so... We got a lot to talk about. Uh, I know episode six to some of us was kind of like a, a little bit slower, but episode seven kind of, I feel like, really set the stage for what's to come in the final three episodes of the season. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I felt like it's funny because when my husband and I watched it, he, I, I, I don't even know if I was awake for the beginning of it, but um, I said, you know, did you watch episode six? And he said, yeah. He's, and I said, what? And he said, was kind of filler he said it felt like filler like nothing really important happened and i was like okay so it was like the two towers because i always think that in the lord of the rings trilogy the two towers is just to get you from the first to the third movie <laughs> um and he was like yeah kind of like that but then when i watched it I, I didn't find it particularly memorable but i did feel like there were some things in it that were definitely like worth mentioning you know yeah. All right. Well, let's let's jump into episode six real quick, and then let's really dive into episode seven. I guess. How that All right. Sound? So you'll remember that episode. the The name of the episode is "I Want to Be Him," and we ended our last episode of the podcast. And I was trying to think of like, I said it's probably going to be Carter saying it, but like, who's he saying it about? Right? Like, what's it going to be? And I wanted it to be Casey, or I kind of wanted it to be Lloyd. Um, but it really it was about John, right? And so there was a couple of things that happened in, in episode six. One of them was, again, them kind of hashing out the whole thing with Lloyd and, um, oh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Walker. Oh, Fight Club Walker. style. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's that... talk about the way Lloyd threw that knife. Right? Oh, my God, that was fantastic. <laughs> that he was, uh, he like... He threw it and like he threw it from his hip almost, and it yes. it was a straight shot to like I thought I thought he killed Walker. I, I thought, thought he got him too. in the heart, right in his heart, and that yeah. was it. I did too. Uh, I did too. <laughs> but that was that was crazy. That was a crazy knife throw. That was fantastic, and that, which just kind of shows you how much Lloyd has been holding back if he's got those kind of skills under his belt. But I so anyway, so yeah, so that happened. But there's this, this fight thing, and John has him, like, fight it out, and then John is going to go in and finish it off, and then Rick finishes it, and he hugs Lloyd, and he's like, I love you. And then he beats him. It, it, and I felt like we already did that, because when the fight was broken up, Rip kind of beats up Lloyd, you know, like, to kind of end the fight. Yeah, sorta. but Lloyd went back and <laughs> hit him with that knife move, so he kind of rehashed yeah, it. And 
how on earth is Walker fighting after he just had this had knife, a knife wound? Apparently, he is that's a the cowboy life. for Outer Banks. <laughs> that's the yeah. cowboy life, Amy. Like, get with I it. Guess. That's, that's I guess. the way of the I'm, cowboy. I'm too soft to be a cowboy, I guess. I don't know. but So you know, I thought we, that whole thing was a little much. And we, then... Go ahead. Go I was ahead. just say, we, we talk about that show on Netflix, Outer Banks, and my biggest issue with it is like, a guy wrestles an alligator and gets his leg bitten and then runs down the street and a girl right. apparently dies and then comes back to life and hops on a boat like moments later. I, I apparently right. like Walker must be from Outer Banks. He's a pogue. Yeah. Yeah. You're either a cowboy or a pogue. Um, but so and then I, I just thought so Carter is watching this whole thing with a little boy's eyes. Granted, a jaded little boy's eyes. Um, but then he says, you know, I want to be him. He wants, like, I, I figured out who I want to be when I grow up. I want to be him. And I, I just thought to myself, like, what did he just see happen that makes him want to emulate John? Is it that John just has that power, right? Yeah. Like, you, you two fight, and now you go beat him up some more, and we're not going to... So maybe it's just the power. I don't know. It just felt like a little bit misplaced. So... So that was one part. You know, the, how I'm how I'm going to interpret that with Carter is that he sees all he's 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 been this kid without structure or in you know in, in Yellowstone terms without a code for right. his 14 years of life and he comes to Yellowstone and while he's at the bottom of the pile he still kind of sees this this code you know, and right. um, he sees John as being the, the master of it all and, and being the noblest of them, perhaps. Like when John was saying, I'll get in and do this. And Rip said, no, no, let me do it. But um, so maybe it's John is just sort of that. He represents that structure, good, bad or ugly. It's that structure that he, that Carter's never had. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That could be. That could be. You know, I don't one, know. One thing I wanted to make a comment on, and I'll be mentioning this a few times as we go through the different plot points, but I'm, I'm having a little struggle with Yellowstone at the moment because I feel like they're giving us these plot moments with no real understanding or explanation as to why they're happening. And in this case, for this example, I'm talking about this Walker-Lloyd feud. You know, supposedly it's like it's over Laramie, but... What, Lloyd is just so insanely jealous over this girl that he had known for a hot second. And then even right. in the next episode, Teeter says, oh, it's not about Laramie. And I'm going, then what is it? Like we've watched for three or four episodes, these two go at it. And then a majority of that episode with the, you know, with the fighting and it, it's just why? Like, I, you know, I, I want to understand more. I want to be given more to understand about why these characters are acting the way they are. Right. And, yeah, I agree with you. I feel like there was a lot of, between that and then episode seven, which we'll get to, but there were like these, I don't know. No, actually, I guess it was in episode six, maybe. I just, not follow through. Like, okay, so, which leads me into Jamie and his dad, right? Mm. Like, his he says to his dad, like, did you try to kill my family? And his dad's like, yes, I did. And he's like, I can't believe you. And his dad's like, I'd do it again. And Jamie's like, oh, my God, I love you so much. <laughs> and then they're hugging and, like, they're fine. And, like, they, it literally took seconds for Jamie to be like, you know, 
okay, that's fine. This is great. Everything's okay. And I just don't, he's, and I think that's why I really don't like his character because he's so easily swayed. Mm. And he, you know, he always talks about how the family has no loyalty to him. He has no loyalty to anybody. He doesn't, you know, the truth is, He's kind of gone from one abusive relationship to another. Yeah. Because this man doesn't really want Jamie. He wants the power that Jamie has and he mm-hmm. wants what Jamie represents and he wants Jamie's ties to the Dutton family. And, you know, of course, at some point we're going to find out how the Dutton family has wronged him. And like, so I, I just feel like Jamie's so stupid and he's just being used by everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know that that's a big issue as well, and so that was that. But it it just felt so quick, and the same Agreed. thing like you were saying, like it was it was just too fast. And I also felt like something that was too fast, which is, I was reading something somewhere online, and they were saying that episode six felt like the second part of a two part episode where they were like wrapping up the storylines. All you weren't seeing mm. the lead up; you were just seeing the wrap up, right? Yeah. So. The fact that in episode five, we see John and Summer in the car and they're, you know, bitter enemies, right? Because she's protesting and he's this, blah, 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 blah. You're the big bad guy and you're this. And and then he takes her for a ride and he's like, look how beautiful it is. (laughs) And she, yeah. And she's like, ooh, (laughs) she's like, ooh, it's gorgeous. And then the next thing we see, they're waking up together at his house. That doesn't read true for me for her character. And again, we knew her for a hot second. Mm-hmm. But the, I, I find it hard to believe that she would be so easily swayed by him driving her through his land. Like, she seems like she's a lifelong activist, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that she would be like, what's going on here? And then Beth's complete overreaction to finding her in the kitchen. I mean, that was so over the top, right? Beth tries to pull Lloyd with a knife and is not half as, uh, doesn't have half as much finesse with it. Well, Summer's got a jug of milk, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It just was, I don't know, like that, it just didn't feel true, I guess. And it, and she had just had this conversation with her father saying that she wants him to not be alone. Mm -hmm. The next second, He's not alone, and she's really mad about it. And so that was kind of an issue for me as well. And then I felt like the whole Casey thing, you know, Casey and Monica and Tate have their house, and she's jealous of, uh, I think her name is Avery? Avery. Yeah, she was, yeah. So, you know, Monica's jealous of Avery, and he's like, oh, you know, she's nothing. And he's kind of enjoying, like, her jealousy, I guess. But, like that just felt like a wasted episode for Casey. I don't know. It just, there were, there were plot points that were good. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was like, "Eh," to the episode six. Well, you know, I, I, again, my hat is always off to Kelly Riley. I think she's the most amazing actress and I love to hate her and she's terrifying. Um, I that whole scene where she found Summer in the kitchen. I mean, it was it was some good comic relief. Um, right. And Amy, so you're you're much more well versed in literature than I. But uh, is isn't it the opposite of the Oedipus complex? Is that the Electra? Yes. Yeah. So I just feel like the way she plays Beth, 
at any given moment, she is going to slap or French kiss John Dutton. Like there's just this weird <laughs> sexual tension. And I right. think it, even though she wants her daddy to be happy, I think that when daddy had a side piece, she was very jealous. <laughs> like that's how that's how I read that that scene. You know, you're right. You're right. It, it's her. eye. I think it's her eyes everybody she looks at she's trying it looks like she's trying to seduce them yeah no matter what it is that she's saying <laughs> or kill or kill right like she i would definitely agree with you on that i would definitely agree with you on that one yeah but, uh, i don't but know I, but you touched on again one of my notes for this sort of theme of plot versus character the the, the monica thing with being jealous of avery i mean yeah avery's beautiful but she also shared the bunkhouse with casey for a season and a half or something like that at the beginning. Like, where is this coming from all of a sudden? And, and what had, you know, of course, later on, you know, we'll, we'll get a speech from Avery that may, shows us Monica's jealousy is at least well-founded, but <laughs> yeah, it is. but for her to come, for Monica to come out swinging, that just makes her like less noble and, and, and petty in my eyes. I did not like that slice of her character. Right. Right. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I, I feel like Casey has, Casey has shown that Monica comes first in many different ways. And so I feel like she needs to just step off a little bit. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I he's, don't know. he's living, he left his father's, he left his family for her, like more than right. once. Right, like yeah. what do you want this guy to do? Although mm -hmm. once we were done with episode seven, I, I felt like even though Casey was saying the right words, I have a feeling yeah, we might see a little something. Yes, there is yeah. definitely trouble brewing. So let's, <laughs> so, let's talk about it, uh, episode seven, if well, you're ready quick, to move on. Real quick. Well, actually, and this this kind of bridges both episodes, but I, I, I'm still trying to understand Jamie's birth father, uh, Garrett. Um, uh -huh. Who is this guy that he, you know, he, he couldn't, he had to sign away the rights to his son. He went to jail for killing his wife. He comes out of jail. He's a welder in a barn, last we saw, or when we first saw him, but yet he right. is so connected that he is plotting the takedown of the Dutton family and now is 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 grinding the gears in the engine to make him governor. Like, who is this? Like, I, I, I don't that, understand. It doesn't make that sense. Kind of, that talk, just staying on with the, the Jamie topic is, you know, we get that last piece of the episode where John Dutton gets the endorsement from the current governor to run for governor when she leaves for the Senate, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm just thinking in my head, I was like, I don't like Jamie, but I feel like I understand Jamie. <laughs> like, oh, in that moment, I understood everything Jamie was feeling. Like, I was like, Absolutely. you guys keep, you guys keep screwing with this guy, and it's no wonder he is eventually gonna go against you guys. And I just, and I just like when that happened, I just say it's like someone's gotta go at the end of the season, right? Someone, someone's gotta go. I was like, I don't see, and I was like, I don't see John Dutton, them getting rid of John Dutton, but right. I can see them getting rid of Jamie. Like, and I just, I just feel like this is now they're setting it up and Jamie's, Jamie's going to go. And I don't know if that means he's going to die or he's going to go down for some illegal stuff with his dad or, but I just, I don't think Jamie makes it past this. I, I don't know because I, that was actually probably my least favorite scene in the entire show in in, in all of the seasons so far but, because oh. i 
it didn't ring. I, I of course Beth would be like, "You need to be here to see this." I didn't think that John would. It just didn't feel worthy of John Dutton to be like, Jamie, you need to come and watch this. Knowing full well that Jamie expects that he's going to be the one who's being supported for governor. And even just seeing him straighten his little tie and like be so excited and stuff like who, why would you not give him a heads up? Like what, what did John Dutton have to gain from that? I thought that was really not okay. Yeah. Very cruel. Um, before I elaborate on that agreement with you, uh, I have to mention, as far as the worst scene, we did see Jimmy jerk off a horse, but we'll get on to that because <laughs> I'm still having nightmares. But um, that was his face. Ugh, his my face. face. And like, and that's not like, I, I mean, that's not CGI, right? That was a horse. Like, he, like yeah. he was actually, he actually did the job of helping that horse out. I think he did. I think for he, science. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. okay. But wait. Just, but wait. I, bef- uh, that was ahead. a that's a rabbit hole. I'm gonna fall way down into before we go there. Just on the Jamie thing, because Amy, you made a comment before about how things felt like rushed and not completed. Jamie, the last time we saw him talking to his family, he was gonna go to prison to the jail and interview the guy who organized the hit to find out who he was working for. And of right. course, then obviously we find out it's his birth father. He goes home to birth father. They have their scenes, blah, blah, blah. We never saw a scene of Jamie coming back to anyone in the family and saying, hey, here's what I learned or lying yeah, about true. what he learned. So there was this huge disconnect. And all of a sudden, you know, uh, uh, John Dutton is so mistrustful of Jamie. Like Jamie's failed the test, even though we never saw Jamie come back with anything. And, and then John is going to do something so extreme as, you know, upend his plans for life and retirement and old age and run for governor. And then he's right. going to set Jamie up for this very public bitch slap. You know, like that, like, like you said, I felt like I was missing pieces to get to that impact. Right. It was still impactful, but it felt, it felt strange. Like it didn't feel complete. Right. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, it, Again, it, it just, it didn't ring true. It didn't, I don't so, know. It just, so skip it the wrong. scenes. Give me a scene of Jamie talking to his dad and skip the scene of Jimmy and the right. horse. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like that, again, that is to introduce him to Emily. I kind of feel like maybe there were some other tasks on the ranch that he could have done where you could have met Emily. At the same time, of course, I'm sure That's it has the most like- intimate one, man. There you go. It had the most shock value. And maybe it, a, it kind of really showed that he really is there to, to do whatever they're asking him to do. Like, he's not going to be able to say no to anything that they ask him. I will him. say. Oh, wait, I've I got one for you, though. It was a meat cute, but meat was spelled M-E-A-T. Oh, God. <laughs> I will say that I, I I enjoyed the story for Jimmy in this episode than I have in the I did, past, too. I, I did, too. I felt like there was, there was purpose to it. Right. Uh, and it kind of gives me hope that maybe he does return to the Dutton Ranch, but like he comes back like as a, as a cowboy, like as a as a man, as they would say. Well, right. And Emily did answer some lingering questions for us when she told him that basically you're the only male with a pulse in a 30 right. square mile radius. Therefore, that's why we're going to find you attractive. <laughs> right. Right. Because I but... still couldn't figure out why these women were were throwing themselves at him. 
but he he said he would take her to dinner, which I'm just going to blow right over the chauvinistic thing of she can't take him to dinner. But um, <laughs> but but you, I mean, Mia left last episode. Mia's going to show up. I feel like at the triple sixes or mm, quadruple six, four, whatever four, four sixes. sixes. What four sixes while he's at dinner with Emily, or once something starts with Emily, Mia's gonna show up and then Mia's gonna be mad. I nursed you back to health, blah blah blah. Man, blah, blah. that's on her, she left him. It is because well, she told him, like, we're done, goodbye. And he I didn't even say goodbye. I can't wait for all of this to happen on the spinoff that I won't watch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're gonna watch that's it. That's true. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna, watch I am it. not gonna, I watch know. It. You are going to watch not. it, too. You're going to. No, I'm not. Yep. I'm going to watch 1883, maybe, but I'm not watching I'm not watching four sixes. Anyway. You know, Yellowstone anyway. is turning into a whole, like, Marvel multiverse. I mean, they've got these three shows. I don't know if you were watching the commercials during the shows, but Walker is in one and Rip is in another. Like, Walker's in a commercial for some kind <laughs> That's of hard, told, hard cider telling, or something. I was, telling, uh, I was telling my wife, I was like, when um, when Walker got stabbed... I was like, this, they can't kill this guy off. He has a commercial. There's no way they kill this guy. There's no way they kill this guy off. He has a commercial. He's on the commercial every episode. So, nah, he's good. He'll make it. Yeah. So the other then, thing in this episode that I thought was was something was um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Amy, Man, what were you gonna say? I don't know. Oh, oh. So Beth, who works for Market Equities, but I've never actually seen do any work, um, goes there as they're giving this presentation, right? Because oh, Beth yeah. is the one who convinces her dad that he's got to run for governor, right? Because she said the ranch is going to be gone. And then I thought it was really interesting that she's driving by Summer and she sees Summer protesting fur. And then Beth is now going to... Because remember, we did say a Beth Summer team would be interesting. So now she's using Summer to, you know, get people to protest this airport and and shopping mall and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And so that and in the previews for next time, they did have, you know, Summer and her people out there protesting. So I thought it was interesting that Beth is and that's the thing about Beth, right? She's always thinking like she didn't drive by see summer and be like oh there's that girl who's with my dad i hate her i pulled a knife on her she sees summer and she's like how can i use her and that's another thing that's so awesome about that character of beth is that she's so smart and she's always thinking um and and again like you guys said her her dad is her one soft and rip it's her one soft spot so I thought it was interesting when John Dutton is like, you know, my grandfather built this house for his family so his kids wouldn't have to leave. And then she's like, you want us to move back? And he's like, yeah. And then she kind of held a hard line with him. She's like, I like that. then you got to ask him yourself. You And he's like, ah. And she's like, you got to ask him. And so then it was kind of funny to watch him not really ask, um, yeah. but sort of ask uh, Rip to move into the house. And then to see Rip, who I felt like was really touched by that moment because John is seems to be the closest thing to a father that he's ever had. Um, so I kind of really liked that. 
but I feel like there's some end game with getting them in the house. And I don't quite know what that is yet. Unless the end game is now John is really going to kind of be taking Carter under his wing. So I thought it was interesting. Instead of saying we've got Carter, he's like, we got a stray kid with us. Like we don't know his name or, you know, I don't know. They're, they're still like, so dismissive of Carter. I like that line though. Where he's like, I don't mind stray kids. I don't like I, I, stray dogs. I don't like, and Rip's yeah. like, I don't have a dog or whatever it was. Yeah. You know me. I don't like dogs. So oh. and speaking of Carter, there's the scene where, again, I don't understand why they keep making him, telling him he's got to apologize to Beth. It was a All shirt. he did was ask for a shirt. Like, they act like he did something really bad to her. And that kind of bothers me because, mm-hmm. I don't know, he's he's a kid who already has so much messed up in his life. But Agreed, yes. So he then, to apologize, he brings her flowers and she's like, I don't want those. And I'm like, good God, can't you give him? And and to be fair, my family knows they don't give me flowers because I don't want flowers. I don't need something else to keep alive. I've got four kids. But like they, but if a little kid brought me flowers, every time one of my boys brought me flowers that they picked out in the yard, I was like, oh my God, they're so beautiful. Thank you. I love them. And she's just like, I don't want them. Why are you bringing those? And he's like, to say sorry. She's like, you're saying sorry. You do, you just say it you don't do it with him and i was like good lord you know this kid has had no role models give him a break at some point i don't know but at the end she she did come around and he's now staying in the house and she seemed to be enjoying watching him and rip tie not together and it sounds like he's going up to the big house with them so you know i don't know I- I agree with you 100%. And again, that whole shirt issue was another one of my notes. Why is this important? You know, why are we having this huge scene over a shirt? But I mean, not that the scene wasn't good and it helped us know and care for the characters, but give me a real reason is what it felt like. But um, right. I, I remember in the, in the first episode of this season when they were at his father's hospital bed and Carter had just told that his father, like, you know, see you in hell. And uh, she put her hand on his head and like scritched his hair. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that. For me, that was such a touching and, and unbeth moment. It made right. me love her. Like it made my heart hurt for her. And right. as we see Beth grow bigger horns and sharper claws throughout this season, I think it would be amazing to watch her get softer to Carter. And right. if she, when she stuck her hand out to shake on it, him not, you know, him not lying to her again, if she had pulled him in for a hug, I would have been like, yes, yes. Oh that- yeah. There was no way that's going to happen. I, I, I don't think she will ever hug him. I don't think we'll ever see that. Yeah. Or if we do, it will be immediately followed by either Carter betraying her or Carter getting killed because I don't think the writers of the show are going to allow Beth to be soft. I think every time she tries to be soft, she's going to be punished for it in some way, Yeah, which is just going to make her harder, you know? Mm. So I, I don't love, know. I love totally off uh, on a tangent, but her I'm zero for three with assistance <laughs> when she fired <laughs> that guy, Cal. I was Poor like, Cal. that's sad, but funny. I had no chance, man. I <laughs> had no chance. Right. And even so the scene the, where, sorry, even the scene where uh, Jamie walks into a meeting and and Beth is right there. Yeah. And he's like, as soon as he opens the door, he's like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
just like automatic like jumps up as like ah you you could hear his ball shrivel basically because yeah. <laughs> she's the worst she's the worst i mean she is literally the last person he ever wants to see ever yeah um she's, she's good she's she's good but she's awful to him but and rightfully so but but I the, the and the last thing was Casey and Monica and Casey goes and he sees Avery again and Avery says hey uh. like she's following him around and somebody says to him like you know the way she's looking at you blah blah, blah. and he's yeah, like chief. nah yeah and he's like nah and then she says do you do you do you believe in love at first sight and he's like yeah that's how I felt about my wife and she's like that's how I felt when I saw you and I was like wow. That is a bold statement for somebody who you know is not going to say it back. Like, that was really interesting that she just came right out with that. I don't know. It didn't ring true to me. It didn't work. Because, again, you know, she's known him for a while. They were in the bunkhouse together for a period of time. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. I thought they shared that space for a while. Um, but uh, she worked at a strip club. Uh, this is a girl who is... She's got a, a hard outer shell. Like, she's tough. And right. for her to just walk up to him, even if she felt it, even if she was catching, throwing glances that Rainwater was picking up, um, for her to be like, I just love you from the moment I saw it. I was like, ugh. It just, <laughs> right. And, and I felt I felt like... Well, clearly, they are, you don't they are, believe in love us first sight, Mark, so... I, not not on the ranch. No, I don't know. Um, but there, I felt like they were spoon feeding us this dialogue so that there will be a love triangle very, very quickly and we'll be very invested right. in it because well, they, Monica made it very clear that Casey has a type. <laughs> yeah. He said, he's like, I don't have a well, type. He's like, no, she's like, well, black hair, that, tall, skinny. <laughs> that scene at the dinner table where Tate, uh, brought up the dog and then he's like, you owe me one. I was like, that was good. I like, like, it's nice yeah, to see that, that, that Tate is, is okay. Back, yes. Yeah. Agreed. Although they got to change, the, they can't name it dog because I mean, literally. No, he he used the the. Yeah, he's Native using the, the Native American name for it now. Oh, yeah. I forgot. You're right. I forgot about that. I'm sorry. Good. <laughs> I like. Hey, but side note. I love Mo. He like they, he's not on a lot, but anytime he's on and he talks, I like Mo. He, Who's uh, Mo? Rainwater's, Rainwater's assistant. Rainwater's. Right oh yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. He needs business. I like him. I agree with that. I like him. I would agree I like with him. that a hundred percent. I'm so, still. I the the biggest moment for me in this episode though was the John Dutton Jamie thing. I I just don't understand that. It was just terrible. The and then Beth whispers in his ear, and she goes, "This is just the beginning." And He's I'm like, like oh, that's awesome. Um, ugh. I did one other note. I had just a cringe moment for. Uh, I mean, you know, I know that this is the wild, wild west, and everybody's living a certain way. When the this the female governor of Montana is telling John Dutton that she has the skills needed to be successful in in D.C., and then he looks at her and says, "Well, you got some other skills that I like too," huh? and she's like, "Giggle," <laughs> just cringe. I, I, I mean. I hated that. Yeah, that was that was again pretty misogynistic. But, <laughs> oh, oh, you know what we forgot to talk about? What? Teeter. Oh, Teeter. That was so sweet. I was so oh. proud of her for like walking up and being like, you know what? I didn't and do anything wrong. I deserve I was, to be here. I was just proud of her that I could understand what she was saying. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you like 
any other time that she was having a conversation, I would only catch like maybe the first word and maybe the last word. And then I would just see what That's people true. responded like. And then I, oh, okay, I think I know what she said. Well, she's the reason I watch Yellowstone with subtitles. <laughs> but when she when when rip gave her the second chance and she hugged him i thought that light was really sweet yes i agree with you and again that just kind of shows that they're all very multifaceted, right like mm -hmm. there's a lot of different things to all of them and i don't know i i i really like that part well, and that you know that she 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 went to john like she didn't just she didn't go to Rip and be like plead my case. Like she went to John and she wanted to talk to him about it. And like, I thought that was really brave of her. He's such the king too, because he looks at Rip and he's like, "Is she talking to me?" <laughs> right, right, exactly. But um, exactly. I, I I did like just going back to the Lloyd Walker thing. Like it was good storytelling the way they made it look like Lloyd was about to buy a gun. And then he walked in and gave Walker the yeah, guitar. I'm not going to lie. I thought he bought both and he was going to give him the guitar and then, and then he was going to shoot him anyway. <laughs> you know, for that song when he took that his Walker... hat off, he took his hat off and put it like on his lap. I thought he had it like <laughs> hidden underneath his hat. I was like, oh man. For that, that song that Walker something. croaked out at the end of the episode, he should have been shot. That was awful. I mean, but you know, so like, like. Get him yeah, a commercial, lozenge. Man. I feel like they just gave him the guitar so that he could sing that song and we could have the montage going on. Like, I, I come yeah, on. Totally. I don't know. Well, Did people so, do that? I don't know. Just to kind of put it, wrap it all up here, the trailer or the preview for like the final three episodes uh -huh. looks intense. Looks intense. Yeah. Right. And that's right. I, I, and and I think that's on par with pretty much all the season finales of Yellowstone. I mean, there's three episodes left, but you know, last season, the way it ended. And then the season before that, the way it ended, um, just nonstop action. And so I right. thought this, I thought this episode did a nice job of kind of setting up all the pieces. And now these last three episodes, I don't think that we're going to get any more filler episodes. I think there it's, it's going to go down. Well, the title of next episode is No Kindness for the Coward. And I feel like that has to be about Jamie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, well, has I, hope. To be. I will say this. I agree with what you're saying, Jacob, too. I, I feel like I, I, there was a few slow moments leading up to you know this episode. And I think the governor thing really just ramped it all up and, and plugged it in. But um I, I'm ready to say goodbye to the six 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 spinoff. Like we like this thing with Jimmy. It his whole storyline does not impact anything now at Yellowstone. Right. Why do we keep like just let's spin it off. Let's goodbye and we'll see what happens to you on the other show. Uh, right. Every time, every time the episode a new episode starts and Jimmy's walking around being Jimmy, I'm just sick. <laughs> and, and right. This one was a whole nother level. So let's just wait and see if Jimmy got pregnant. On the next show, not on right. Yellowstone, but on the other show. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, I feel like we're good with Jimmy now. Like we understand Aww. it. We understand the the way that it's no, gonna work. I do. I, do you I enjoy, really? I enjoy Jimmy. I enjoy him. I enjoy his story. He's an underdog. I, I like a good underdog story. He's not under enough. <laughs> I don't feel like he's an underdog. I feel like. I feel like an underdog is somebody who does everything right and the cards are stacked against them. And I don't feel like what? he does everything right. Like he's... You're reading the wrong underdog stories. All right. <laughs> I don't know. 
I I I disagree, but whatever. I'm the literature buff here, Miss. Amy. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> That's how I've always described you. Have you met my friend Diego, the literature buff? That's right. That's true. Books. That's, how I, that's how I met you, Diego. That's what she said. Exactly. Learn a learn a book. I know. I that's what I, I said. I'm so sorry. I've been I've been <laughs> remiss. Well, all right. Oh, yeah, um, right. So definitely looking forward to the next uh, few episodes and definitely the season finale. I, like we said, I think it's going to be very jam packed. Uh, definitely think Jamie has to, you know, probably disappear before Jimmy does. And I mean, I do you know, guys have anything else? This episode, Jimmy was jam packed. Ah! Oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying Yellowstone as much as we are. I hope you guys are ready for, you know, I think 18, what is it, 1838? 1883. 1883? That's the and that comes out this week. That comes out Does this week. Does it really? Yeah, oh, the 18th, I think. Out that quickly. Okay. Yeah, I think it comes out this week, so we'll definitely talk about that uh, along with Yellowstone the next time we, we record. Um, so... You know, if you guys are listening, you guys are watching, you have anything that we might have missed or any comments, definitely leave us something on the social media pages. Like the podcast, download it, share it with a friend, and uh, we'll catch you next time on The Ranch, everyone. Thank you for listening. Bye, everyone. This is just a disclaimer. No members of the Boomtron podcast are employed by any of the streaming services mentioned in this episode, nor do they have any business ties with those streaming services. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only, and all news and information that is shared is simply what these yahoos found online.